there, mother lovers. This is Elena Turley, your host, and welcome to the Unboxable Podcast, a place for mothers who are seeking holistic health and maybe a new way to look at a few things. Please enjoy this episode. Right, there we go. So hello, hello, Suze from Ethical Cheerleader. How are you? I am very good, thank <laughs> you. Loving this time of year. We've got these beautiful autumn colours and well, I guess it's spring with you, right? And there's yes. just something so special about these transitional seasons. You know, you feel like changes in the air and so yeah, I'm soaking up every day. Well, that's lovely. And so tell me, who are you, where are you and what do you love to do? Well, you can probably tell from my accent that I come from the south of England and maybe I'll start with what I love because I figure that tells you more yes. about me, to be honest, than anything Absolutely. I do. So the things that are lighting me up right now are home education, the great outdoors, uh, what else? Travel, writing, deep conversations, and following a big round world trip that I did back in 2006, Ethical Living. I'm absolutely fascinated by the relationship between happiness and ethical living, which for me, go hand in hand. And that then brings me on to Ethical Cheerleader, which is an Instagram account that I have. And the whole kind of purpose behind that really is to explore that relationship between happiness and ethical living and how we can support each other to create an ethical life that is fun and fulfilling. It's amazing. I did not know that about you. Really? Even though you would think that I would have worked that out. I've never heard it said. So oh, wow. That is incredible, Suze. How very exciting. And is it you and another person that runs the account? No. So it's just me. Um, I was actually very reluctant to go on Instagram, funnily enough. And uh, to cut a long story short, people have been suggesting that I put together some sort of blog or website because I'd become a go-to person. But, you know, if somebody wanted to find like a more sustainable brand of disposable nappies or diapers, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it in Australia, and um, people would come to me and they said, oh, why didn't you put together something? And mm-hmm. I loved the idea, but what I was finding was that increasingly I was actually signposting people to websites that already existed. And I thought, oh gosh, no, what really excites me is how to encourage one another to sustain the lifestyle because it's increasingly become a bit of a trend, right? Sustainability mm. in particular. And they, these kind of things come and go. And I was like, oh, well, how can we inspire people to keep going and to meet people where they're at? Mm. And so that's how Ethical Cheerleader was born. Today's episode is brought to you by the Soul Mama Membership. It is a safe space online for mothers and it is specifically created for women to access a community, a nurturing community that provides gentle accountability and encourages you to walk step by step, small choice by small choice towards a holistic and healthy lifestyle. It really just allows you to become more relaxed, have more fun and show up as the best mum and human possible. Visit www.soulmamahub.com. That's S-O-U-L-M-A-M-A-H-U-B. 
Nice one, ladies. People then start guessing, trying Instagram as a way to find my community and reach out in that way. And I thought, oh, well, I'll give it a whirl. And I loved it. I just still love it. It just brings me so much joy. And I have got so much more out of it than I could have ever imagined. So, yeah, here we are. Yeah, well, that's how we met. So that's really nice. And I don't even know how long we've been chatting away in the comments now. I have no idea. It's I've got to be a number of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think when I... Maybe I haven't a couple? That, yeah, it was, it was a little bit before the pandemic that I started. Yeah. I think. yeah. So, yeah, some point, some point in the last few years. Remarkable, really. And I always do love, because one of the things that I really enjoy is also deep conversations, also understanding the connection between making ethical choices in your day-to-day life and your well-being and your and your consciousness right. and your how you feel about the world and and I talk a lot about finding connection and I talk a lot about I'm trying to think of the words I use all the time now I just say it so often and, and I'm kind of forgetting it but essentially how we can take better care of ourselves our families and the planet yes. and I, I do believe that they go really really hand in hand and particularly I focus on mothers but I think that that's just because I am one and, and that's sort of when I started really looking at it was when I felt a sense of of a deeper need for the next generation. Right. When I had children myself, I felt that already, but I think it was just heightened. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people say that. That was my experience as yeah. well. It takes things to another level, doesn't it? It does in a way. And and I then sort of it has now dovetailed into exploring ways that motherhood can make us more than break us and I and I feel that actually this is a big part of it that that making us into caretakers of our beautiful natural world more than us not becoming that is is another big part of it and I think I think that's a really beautiful thing and so you now have a blog is that right so I don't have a blog I funnily enough I did I had a website and originally I thought that's where the interactions would take place. I'd go onto Instagram and then maybe people would read my blog post and we'd chat in the comments there. And then I realized, actually, I can do it all on Instagram. It's much yeah. easier. And I can meet people where they're at on Instagram. So yes. actually, a lot of what I enjoy on Instagram isn't so much writing posts and commenting under mine, but going over to other people's pages. And finding out a little bit about them and encouraging them in their spaces. So the website is now offline. I have great plans as mm. I do lots of things, but it, yeah, it's kind of on the back burner at the moment. And most sure. often, yeah, most of the, the time I spend it on Instagram directly. I think I'm a bit the same. I don't spend heaps of time. I have two websites. One is Soul Mama Hub, which is the blog yeah. I started in 2009. And the other is com, which is more the sort of mentorship and coaching business. But it's really interesting that I've ended up spending more time away from the blog, but it is there if I ever need to Yes, put in something long form or, or write a recipe or things like yeah. that. And it's great for that. With sort of, It's just like a sort of storybook. It's like an online storybook yes. to me. Um, and I don't do particularly long form. I've actually started writing on another platform now because I feel like then there's another platform just for text, you know, and I love writing as well. So what are you writing? What are you writing at the moment? 
So most of my writing at the moment is either for ethical cheerleader or I also work at Time and Travel, which we also connect through that, don't we? So my beautiful friend, Lorraine, who I also met on Instagram, she's founded this wonderful conscious travel platform, which is really about connecting hosts and travelers who believe in hospitality as a part of the good in the world. So I do some work with her and I write for Ethical Cheerleader and I have my own personal projects. But most of my time now is actually spent in home education. So we made the switch a couple of years back. And that in this season of my life is very much my focus. And I'm just absolutely loving it. So yeah, everything else I kind of spit around home ed, but my priority is beautiful. That's beautiful. And so this is funny because I don't know if you know, I'm an educator. I'm a qualified educator. Okay. And uh, I work in uh, education and as an educator. And I also am being deliberately vague there. I have to be a little bit vague. But I also am speaking at a summit next week, which is called World School at the time of recording. It's next week, probably by the time this comes out. It will have already happened. But uh, a friend of mine is actually also a homeschooler of her four children. And so she's asked me to speak at her summit next week. And I will let you know what that is. And um, my presentation is going to be on creating somatic safety in learning spaces. Oh, wow. So. Very, I'm really very, excited and I'm and I find as the, the the longer I live the more my very disparate and diverse interests and qualifications are coming together it is isn't so it, fascinating isn't it amazing how that happens so my little background for you my background is actually speech and language therapy so great. I did a degree in human communication which gave me a license to practice and when I went traveling I I had a massive shift in my worldview and it ended up leading to a change of career. But it's incredible how many opportunities I have found popping up the call for those skills like years and years later. And it just goes to show you that absolutely nothing is wasted. It's crazy, isn't it? I know I literally today got offered a contract to teach construction. So two of my qualifications one of them is construction and one of them is education. Okay. And I just, it's very rare two day a week part time role, like walking distance from my home to be mm-hmm. an construction educator. Like it's crazy. And crazy. I was like, so I can do that and still work on all these beautiful things that I love to do and not be too worried about paying my mortgage, you know, because I've got myself yeah. a job. So it's just a really, like, it's so fascinating to me. The way that I, people would say to me, you what? You public relations, filmmaking, building education. Like, how do you put those together? And they, I tell you what, and martial arts. Yeah. And I tell you what, they are at the moment all linked. It is fascinating. Amazing. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. And there's you nothing wrong know. with being a multi-potentiate uh, or a polygoth, I think it's called, the people who are not just one thing. And, and I remember 30 years ago reading an article that the future of work was either specializing generalists or generalizing specialists. Wow. And I'm like, well, what do you know? Okay. It's absolutely what's happening. It's incredible, isn't it? I remember many years ago, I read about the concept of a portfolio lifestyle. Yeah. 
Ooh. If you come across that, no, that sounds great. And, and it, straight away, it was something that appealed to me. And I, you know, I consider myself leading a portfolio lifestyle in many ways now. And it's just that concept of rather than focusing on one skill or one career, the concept of having a portfolio lifestyle and maybe spending a couple of days doing one thing or your mornings doing one thing and afternoons another. And that's very much how I live now. I've got those pockets of time where I'm focusing on home education and pockets of time where I'm writing and pockets of time where I'm volunteering. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I absolutely adore it. It's not for everybody, but for me, it's yeah. like so much more of an adventure. Yeah, me too. I think absolutely. I used to call myself multi-passionate. I've always had different words. For the, for the different w- sort of ways to explain it, I suppose, to people. Yeah. But often I don't even try to explain it anymore. I just kind of just live it. And I don't feel so much of a need to define myself, I guess, with titles. Or, it does get tricky sometimes in an Instagram bio or if I'm asked to do the one-liner, you know. I, it's I really know. <laughs> I know. When I have that when people ask, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, how long have you got? Yeah. Which part would you want to know about? That's yeah. right. It's so interesting. I have started to refine it, but I, th- I think it is really cool, actually, to be whatever you want to be and to understand that over time it evolves and to give yourself permission for those things to evolve and to allow yourself the grace to explore and be curious. Right. And actually it's a great privilege. It's an inc- intense privilege to be able to live like this. And, it and it's only made possible by lots of crazy factors involving cultural, socioeconomic, um, partnership status, like all the different things that haven't always been that way for me. Right. So I definitely don't take it for granted at all. Yeah. Yeah. But um, the more I tried to f- squeeze myself into a box I didn't fit into in my life, the less happy I was. And the, you just took a big, deep breath, like, know that feeling, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It's I mean, crazy. that's my, that's my, the whole experience. That was where things changed when I went traveling. Up until that point, I had, exactly as you described, I mean, I love the name of your podcast. Unboxable. <laughs> It resonates so much yes. because I very much up until well into my twenties, I I was living in a box. Mm. I learned very early on, I think, that if you yeah. wanted to feel safe and secure and it yeah. it's then the best thing that you could do was to appease shoulds and other people's expectations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, whether you're at home or at school or with your peer group or society at large, whatever it is, if yeah. you appease those shoulds and those expectations, you're going to feel that you're interested and you're safe. Yeah. And I, oh my gosh, I was recently reunited with my teenage diaries. And um, you don't realize what you're doing at the time, right? And so I had no idea that I was trying to be the person I thought I ought to be rather yeah. than finding out who I was. And then I read a diary back from when I was about 13 or 14. And there was this, there were two events at the same time. And somebody clearly had an idea which one they thought I should do. But they weren't telling me what that was. They wanted me to come to the the conclusion, the right conclusion. It's like a test kind of. Yes. And I, in their eyes, I failed. I chose the wrong thing. And I wrote in my diary, 
I wish they had just told me what they wanted me to do so I could please them. Wow. That, and I was like, wow, I had no idea of the concept of people pleasing whatsoever. But now I look back and it's, it's there in black and white. All I wanted yeah. to do was, was to please people. And that's why travel was so useful for me because those voices became quieter. I stepped away from my workplace and my family and friends. I stopped watching the news. I wasn't exposed to the same cultural expectations. In fact, I was exposed to all these new ones. And it was the first time that I had really given myself space to listen to my own voice. Yeah. Who I was and what my beliefs and my values were and, and what I wanted to do. And it was just such a, oh gosh, it just resulted in such a shift in terms of my, my worldview and the way that I started living. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. And I think age also brings changes in that and age and life experience for me, I had to do a lot of healing. I just really yeah. had a lot of stuff that I needed to heal and I needed help with that. It wasn't something I could do entirely on my own. Yeah. And I think a lot of, a lot of the work I do now, a lot of the writing and producing stories and taking pictures and, you know, helping other people with their journeys. I think a lot of that comes from that same place and yeah. it, it heals me and it heals them. And it's right. kind of this mutual loop. And I think um, combined intentions are very powerful. As well, like I, I don't seem to go as far on my own as I will with a group yeah. or with, with another person. Yeah, I know. I resonate with things. That. Yeah, and yeah. I write. That's why I write. I always say when I'm writing a post, I'm writing to myself first and foremost. Yes, either you know my past self or to address something that I'm grappling with at the time. Mm. And I love it when other people resonate and we can connect and support mm. each other. But when I'm writing a post, it always starts with me and what am I learning right now? What did I need to hit it? it can yeah. And that vulnerability, I do love the way you write. And I think, I think the way that you are so honest and vulnerable in your ability to tell your story and you, um, it's very endearing and it's very permissive. It's very accessible, you know, oh, so, so I think that is a beautiful aspect of what you do. And you do it very gently, which I also respect. Mm. You know, it's quite careful. I yeah, know, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think I'm, because I have this experience of appeasing should in my past, which yes. can still come up so yeah. easily. And I've seen the potential pitfalls of that. Mm. I'm, I'm very wary of doing anything that might look like it's falling into that trap myself mm -hmm. so I I definitely speak from my experience and often use phrases like for me personally yeah. I do that too do you yeah very similar yeah yeah and it's beautiful I mean what a beautiful thing that we have this forum that we can share in it's a really remarkable time we live in oh, that gosh. we can connect across the world like this and I feel like Lately, I've been working on what's the next thing I'm going to share. I do free workshops from time to time, and I've just decided to not do a free one, but to do a low-cost one. Wow. And I was putting together, what will I make it about? And I realized that the thing that keeps coming up with the women that I speak to and keeps coming up for me and others around me is this sense that we are sort of, we block ourselves. We kind of have these roadblocks inside us. Yeah. 
And so I created the workshop today, which is, I'm calling it, let's eliminate the roadblocks to our next big life move, because I feel like there's so many roadblocks inside. And I actually, I think I said, eliminate the inner roadblocks because they really are inside us. And often when we shift something within, the world mirrors it and responds in the most remarkable ways, you know, and we see things differently and we move through the world differently and therefore we create different opportunities for ourselves. And oh gosh, yeah, absolutely. And that's similar with ethical living when people yes. talk to me about the barriers to ethical living and for sure there are external limitations. Yeah. We don't have the time to put into the research that we might like or yes. financial resources and, and all those things. But for me, mm. the biggest barrier has been self-doubt or yeah. difficulty trusting myself. Yes. That's, that's been the biggest barrier for sure. Absolutely. And actually doing something you don't feel qualified to do is most often the thing that will take you from where you are now into the next thing that you need yeah. to live. It's yeah. that self-belief element. It's it that, or even I often say this, you don't have to actually believe that you're capable of it. You only have to suspend your disbelief long enough to give it a try. That's and a I think way it's really key because the disbelief is there always, you know, right. like those doubts right. are there always. The secret, of course, to eliminating the roadblocks is not that you eliminate them, it's that you eliminate them stopping you. You know, it, it's not that they go away, it's that you change your relationship with them. And I always like to say you take fear by the hand and you walk along, you know, you, yes. you, keep, you keep walking because yeah. it's going to be there. You might as well make friends. It's your constant companion. So right. <laughs> you might right. as That's well. Have you read much of Glennon Doyle? Oh, no, I've been told I should, though. <laughs> there you go, I should. I've been told Glennon Doyle's amazing. Yeah. Maybe it's not Wendell, or maybe it was Liz Gilbert. I can't remember. Oh, I love Liz Gilbert, yeah. But again, one woman that I absolutely adore <laughs> has said something about, you know, fear is going to be in the car, but if yes. you're going to drive the car, it's going to be right. a passenger rather than, absolutely. you know. And that's, that's the way I try to approach it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, there's so many Hallmark cards, but, but, they're, but, but they're all there because we all feel them. You know yeah. what I mean? And, yeah. and I feel like um, it's so important for us to put the, mm. just a bit of the light of day on it every now and again and, and feel, um, feel proud of our processes, you know, and feel uh, ownership of our processes and, and grateful even. There was one, one of my favorite podcast interviews was with a gratitude researcher. Oh, wow. Um, I'll send it to you after this. And um, it really is, it's a cracker. She spent a whole life researching gratitude and uh, incredible woman, wrote a book, lives in Tasmania, academic. Like wow. I've had the most remarkable people on this podcast, I must say. Wow. I'm very, very blessed to yeah, have these dream. really incredible conversations. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of aware of time and I feel like we might need to do a part two for our conversation. So it's because I have this young boy behind me. there For the people listening struggling to get to sleep because he is not feeling 100% and didn't want to go to sleep with his big sister while I did this podcast, which is fair enough. Yeah. So I'm going to say thank you so much, Suze. And I know that people can find you, Ethical Cheerleader, on Instagram. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap it up? 
No, no, I want to. I want to wish your son well. <laughs> yeah, but he gets a good night's sleep. He's all right. I think he's a bit. You know what? I think we expect a lot of our children, and and I think life is busy, and and it's the it's term four here in Australia, and psychologically, we've moved house, and so it's just about. He had a bit of a mental health day today, and I I think it's really important for us to slow our roles when mm. especially when our children are asking us to. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so beautiful to meet you, Suze. Likewise, yeah, you too. It really is. And whenever you want to come back, I would love to continue the conversation. That would be amazing. Thank you. Hi, thank you. This podcast is produced independently and made just for you. So if you have enjoyed it, please do leave me a review And you can put in the review a request for a topic or even a nomination for a particular guest if you would like me to interview someone in particular. Thank you so much for your support. If you really love it, uh, you can also share it and subscribe to it and follow it. See you soon.